this motherfucker had to be a black. I was like, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. And we back, guys. We back. Look at us. Look at us. We are back. And not only are we back, we are back within a week. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it me or is it getting consistent in here? <laughs> is it me or is it getting consistent in here, baby? So what I started the show with was a little clip probably one of the only little clips that I have of my set Friday remember I told y'all I was like I got a set on Friday well I did it I did it I got my ass back up on that stage and baby we had a time that night baby we had a time well I had a time I don't know what other people had maybe they enjoyed themselves minimally or maybe they enjoyed themselves thoroughly but I know for me my my ass haven't been in the house all winter shit I enjoyed myself I was I was skeptical about coming back outside because I haven't been outside in so long like in that setting I mean I go to the bowling alley but that don't count because like the motherfuckers is family so it's like y'all niggas ain't nothing I don't gotta you know what I mean like not not saying y'all niggas ain't nothing but I don't gotta be like you know, special for you guys or anything. But having gone out, it was it was good. It was good. So let's 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 recap the night how how the night went. Um let's see. First of all, uh shout out to Belby. He did not tell me what time to be there. I looked at the flyer. The flyer said seven. So I was like, I guess the show starts around seven. Let me get there. Now, usually, typically, we talked about this. I'm a very to the minute type of person, meaning if it starts at seven, I'm likely going to get there at like seven, seven oh one. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm right there. So I said, this is what I'm going to do instead. I am going to actually leave. I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to set my alarm to make me get there 15 minutes early. So I did that and I got there 15 minutes early, about 10 minutes early. So as I'm walking up, I meet up with Amari and we walking up. Yeah, it did not start at no damn seven. And the first thing Belly says is, oh, I didn't tell you what time to start. Nah, you didn't. If you hear any rumblings again, just know that Pacer's in here again. I guess he figured since we're recording. He needs to be present, so just give me one second to try to, like, maneuver the cords around him and whatnot. All right. Anyways, so um, when we get there, we walk up the stairs. The lady at the door, she was a, a, another comedian. Her name, I believe, was Mo. Yeah, so Mo. Matter of fact, let me bring the picture up so that I can shout everybody out. Uh, pardon my... Instagram in the background, in the background. All right, let's mute that. All right, so we had Mo, who is Black Hippie sixty nine on Instagram. We had uh, damn, I can't remember her real name, but I got her Instagram name in front of me. Uh, Maxine Shaw. It's Maxine period Shaw underscore. 
She was a lovely lady. I think she was, no, not I think. She was from Brooklyn. She was from Brooklyn. Um, then there was L period Bells, B-E-L-L-E-Z. Her name was Noelle. She sat at the table with me. She was cool. Um, and then there was me. <laughs> then there was Rakesia. Now, here's the thing. I swore I knew her. Uh, I think I put an E in her name. I think, but it's Rikisa. Rikisa. Yeah. On Instagram, she's R I C period K I S A. And she was the host, lit it up, did an amazing job, funny as hell. I was like, okay. And on top of that, y'all, she cute. Like, cute, cute. And I kept saying, like, yo, I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, I don't necessarily know if I indeed actually know her. I just settled on, fuck it. I know you from somewhere because you seem so familiar to me. Like, and it's not just because she was cute, but I mean, she was really cute. She had these cute ass glasses on like her frames. They were just regular glasses that she could see with, you know, but they were just so cute and they were cute on her. And I was like, oh, you guys, what the hell? Why are you so cute? Anyways. Um, so she was the host. And then there was, I think her name is Janae, Janai. Her Instagram is shoe period B S H U period B. And she was the headliner. So we had a time. It was like I said, a woman's event. Um, well, woman's lineup for the comedians. And we had a time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like I said before, it was, it was my first night getting back on stage. I thought that I was going to be nervous. I wasn't. I was more so kind of like excited to get it going, you know? And then like, because you could smoke in there, I was like, uh, when I got there, I smoked already before I got there. And I'm like, I don't want to smoke again because I want to have somewhat of a clear brain. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when I smoke, different strains would make me have um, doubts, believe it or not. So like, some strains will make my ideas and my thoughts feel like, you know, everything is tangible and possible. And then some strains make me feel paranoid and concerned about how things are going to go. So I wasn't sure what the strain I had was going to do um, in that specific moment. It's been, it was inspiring me all week. So I figured like, you know what? All right, I'll have some, I'll save me one blunt and this will be, a consolation blunt or a celebration blunt. And it ended up being a celebration blunt. But because they had the vendors in there and everybody was smoking, it was real 420 friendly. The food was infused with weed. Like it was a lot going on. Um, the smell of all of that smoke, the hot boxing, um, it gave your girl a headache. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I can smoke a nigga under the table, but I can't secondhand stand. <laughs> like I can't stand the second hand like that shit sometimes after a while if you're not smoking yourself then it 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 definitely fucks you up so I had like a slight headache and you know at this point it's getting I'm about to say it's getting late it wasn't really getting late but to my standards it was getting late it was like maybe uh 8 30 going into nine maybe closer to nine maybe Pardon me if I take a break or a quick second like that. I've got my coffee here. I want to kind of get it while it's warm. But anyways, so, uh, yeah, so I had a headache when I started, when I went up. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one last look around, see what I can gather. Because I'm really tired and I'm really ready to go home. And I'm really ready to get this done. Um, 
so that I can, you know, get over. Like I, like I said, I wasn't nervous, but I felt like if I was the longer that I waited in those moments, the more nervous that I was going to get. So every time, and I didn't know what was going on. I, I, me, I definitely thought they was going to put my ass first. I was going to do my set and I was going to leave. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how my set turned out. I didn't know that, you know, how the order was going. So I'm sitting there and I'm just listening to Kisa. I'm going to just call her Kisa because whenever I say Rick, it makes me want to say Kisia because I knew a girl named Rikisia. But every time I'm, every time Kisa goes up on a stage, I'm like, okay, I'm listening to the intro. And she's like, next, coming to the stage. Is it Cat Lover? I'm like, no, nah, that ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me. And next, coming to the stage. This is a a therapist and she's a student. I'm like, oh, that ain't me, that ain't me, that ain't me. Where, where the fuck? I don't, I don't know when I'm coming up. So finally, I heard she's got a podcast and it's fucking on my mom. And I'm like, oh, that's me. That's me. Finally, it's my turn. It's my turn. So I get up there and at as I'm walking up, like, just was kind of like, and that's how it started. I looked out at the crowd and I just was really honest. And that's what I've learned about me being funny. My funny comes with my honesty. So whenever I'm nervous about something, I just kind of pinpoint what it is that is making me feel that way. And I put it out there because once it's in front of me, once I acknowledge it, it really doesn't bother me too much anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I said, I was like, uh, I wasn't sure how I was going, you know, start. I was like, am I going to be nervous when I get up here? Nothing. And I'm looking at the crowd, everybody in the crowd, they got the most relaxed look on their face. Their mouths is hanging because, you know, when you high your jaw, well, I ain't going to say your jaw because then it make it sound like you're doing coke. But, you know, when you high, you're like, yeah, your face is just mad relaxed and stuff. Like everything is just a little droopy and relaxed. And when I looked out at the crowd and they was all looking back at me, I was just like, you niggas is fried. And that's how we started. And from there, we just had a good time. Like, I don't like tooting my own horn. But I ripped that shit. <laughs> I ripped that shit. I killed that shit. R-I-P, I killed the club. Yo, I killed it. I killed it. I did. And I don't want to say like, oh, you know. Like, I told I straight up. I was like, listen, I'm be. I'm I'm not going to be humble the next few days. So I need you to please respect, you know, respect that about me. Cause like, you know, you get some friends that you just talk shit to and y'all, you know, talk a lot of shit. Like that's my, that's what we do. We talk a lot of shit. I ain't talking shit with nobody this week. Cause I'm up here right now. You heard me? Like I'm, I'm floating bitch. Get like me. I'm up here and it's only in my head, but it doesn't matter because it's my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's where I am. I'm up here right now. So I'm not going to be humble. Maybe don't. Maybe to the weekend I'll be a little humble. But right now I'm still floating. So mm-mm, I did that shit. And not only did I do that shit, like I just, yeah. Because like I had I had a set and I have this new style of uh, documenting my jokes. You know what I'm saying? Because for a minute I'm like, I don't, I have all these jokes. And for like years, years, y'all, I just had one note in my phone and I would just add my jokes to that but it would be written and remember I've been trying to do this podcast for like a long time so I have a lot of podcasting equipment like I got the recorders I got the on the go recorders I got 
microphones and cords and all of these things. So I took the first recorder that I got and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this in my bag in case I need it. Cause I had a, you know, an idea for something else that I was using it for on the go. And I didn't even realize my mic fell y'all. My bad. I'm terrible. Um, but, uh, damn, what was I? Oh, my recorder. So lately what I've been doing is in the moment, as soon as a joke hits me, cause like I'll, I have these visions of like me standing on stage and performing. And when I have these visions of me, like being on stage, it's full ass jokes that I be saying and I will stop and I will make sure I get that down. So before I would just write down like a couple of keywords from the joke and be like, you know what? I hope that I remember the whole joke off of these keywords when I get back to it. No, no. And I'll be sitting there reading some of this shit. And I'm like, I don't know what this is for. It sounds funny as shit, but I don't know what it's for. Right. So what I've been doing is I've been taking my small zoom recorder. And the second that, you know, I see myself slipping out into that me being on stage and me saying jokes or whatever, if something funny like that hits me, I do it all right then and there, right then and there. Cause the type of person that I am, once I get rolling, I get rolling. You know what I'm saying? Once I'm in motion, we moving. You you get what I'm saying? So it's easier for me to kind of get like if I if I'm driving and I have a joke or I see something about somebody walking across the street and it's like a whole joke in my head that runs. I pull my recorder out immediately and I spit that whole thing because while I'm in that moment, I can capture my my tone you know what I mean when I'm going to emphasize certain words what words was emphasized in my mind that made it you know funny and then I can play it back and see if it was as funny as I believed it to be and it always is because I thought the, the stuff I find funny be funny as fuck and I find myself funny as fuck I crack myself up and if you don't believe me bitch I listen back to these not just for editing like I edit it then I post it then I go and I listen to it on Apple Podcasts and I listen to it on Spotify. Why? Because when I first started posting, I was like, I wonder if it sounds different on, either, on either platform. But then when I would listen back, I'd be like, yo, this is a really good, I'm dropping some really good gems. Because a lot of the times y'all know I'd be talking to myself about things that I need. You know what I mean? The the growth and all of the, the gems that I need. And it's just like, if y'all can gather from it too, then by all means. So I listen to these shits and I'd be cracking myself the fuck up. You hear me? V fuck up. So now I use my small zoom recorder. And since I've been doing that, now already I have like a whole thread of like three years worth of jokes, right? But since I've been doing that with my zoom recorder, it puts it puts a time limit on the joke so I can have an idea of how long the joke is. It helps me work it out. But at the end of the day, like I'll take it out in the morning. Pause. And at the end of the day, I come home, I take the SD card out, put it in my computer and I move all the jokes over to a file. And when, you know, I get the opportunity to, I go back over and then I label what the joke is. Now for me, for me, it helps keep everything in order because I'm not the type of person. And I know that I'm not this type of person because I haven't yet. I can put a set together, but I usually say fuck the set as I'm walking up stage. Like, that's what happened, honestly, like, the last three times that I got on stage. 
I just be like, you know what? Because there's so much in the moment that I can talk about. But that doesn't negate the fact that I still have all of these other things that I want to talk about. That's these other jokes that are just stacked and ready to go. But when I'm in the moment, it's like things that I can just be like, yo, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened because I pay attention in the moment. Like I, most of the time, you know, I might be in my phone, but even if I'm in my phone and I take a once around a room, I'm taking in a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. I had a great time and I'm excited to keep doing it and to keep doing more. Like it really is like a rush, bro. When you hear that first laugh, yo, it changes just, whew. Mm. It was just amazing. Like I, I, I really, yeah. Cause y'all know how I feel about, you know, if you call me funny or if you laugh at my jokes, like, whoo, it does something else to me. It does something else to me. And one of the comedians, she was like, oh my God, you are so funny. And then she said it again. She was like, no, you are so funny. And I'm like, girl, you want me, don't you? Because <laughs> in my mind, if you say I'm funny more than three three times, you're trying to seduce me now. You know what I mean? We getting close to it. But no, so I had a great time and I can't wait to 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 do more. Honestly, the way that my mind works is that when I do something and I have fun with it and it kind of, I'm not going to say comes easy to me because like I'm a naturally funny person. So if I can get comfortable, then it's probably going to come easy to me. So that's, it's fine. And my comfort is the main thing, but I forgot why I said all of that. <laughs> I'm a naturally funny person. Things. Oh, that's what it was like now being in that crowd and, and being able, cause it was like a real nigga type of crowd. Like it was, it was some, it was ladies night and it was like, it was a group of real niggas on the back row. And then it was uh, a group of ladies who, you could tell they had their kids, they was drinking, they was enjoying themselves, they had they, they weed, they food, they was, you know, they was outside. And it was like, okay, I haven't really performed in front of like a real nigga set, like in front of a real nigga audience before. And when I say real nigga audience, I mean like people who I would not necessarily deem my peers, but people that I would fuck with. So yeah, that was, that was wonderful. Like to be Honestly, they are my tribe because they're weed smokers. So to be among my tribe and on top of that, like they be real niggas. It was just, it was, a, it was a great experience. But now, now it's like, okay, well you, you was able to do it in front of, you know, a group of your real niggas. Can you do it in front of a group of people that don't look like you? I mean, I've done it before in front of a group of people that don't look like me. And I've done it in front of, um, older people who don't curse like me. But honestly, now I'm ready to start working on things that are challenging in that aspect. Because, you know, I have to find, first of all, I have to find a way to progress. If I don't progress, then I don't, I'm, I'm not really enjoying myself. That, that's what makes things fun, seeing myself get better. And I've already started thinking about, you know, okay, well, if I'm in front of this type of crowd, what type of material am I going to use? Or if I'm in front of this type of crowd, what type of material I'm going to use? And everything is clicking. And for every crowd that I'm coming up with, like I'm, I'm, I'm finding things that, things that I don't want to say will, will trigger a laugh, but like things that they can relate to, you know what I'm saying? And that's, I think what, 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 an important part of being a comedian is about is finding funny things or finding real things that people can relate to and making it funny, you know? 
And that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. And I just I'm ready for another show. <laughs> like I'm ready for another show. I am ready. I'm ready for another show. I want to do like maybe I want to do like maybe three more shows in Jersey. And then I want to start branching out because why not? We fly for free. And my man is always talking about how he want to, we, we need to go here. We don't never go there. I want to, I want to be out and about. Well, let's find a reason to be out and about even better. If we can start making money off this bitch sooner than later. But even if we don't, bro, I'm still enjoying it. Like doing the podcast, being present with, with, with you guys, my little 25 listeners or whatever, like I'm enjoying it. And I don't know if it's necessarily if I, I don't know if it's necessarily me enjoying it because just because it's fun or if it's me enjoying it because I've procrastinated and I have not held myself accountable and, you know, really like just wanted it without the work, wanted it without putting in the work, you know. And now that I'm doing the work and I'm seeing, you know, results in action or whatever, like even and I'm looking at the small results like the smallest ones. Like when I posted my last podcast, it took me like three days to get as many listens as it took me like a couple of months to get on the other ones. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, we're seeing progress. And the the universe, I said last episode, the universe has to kind of show me that something is working in order for me to keep doing it, in order for me to want to keep doing it. Well, it's showing me, but it's not showing me in, in big steps. It's showing me in small steps. And I'm okay with that because it's helping me realize that the small steps is what'll get me to where I need to go. You know how they say like every journey starts with one step. Well, one step. So if it's a small step, it's still, I'm still further than where I started. You know what I'm saying? I'm still seeing progress. So I'm all right with that. And I'm I'm going to continue to lean into the universe when it's showing me that it's giving me what I'm asking for. If you didn't read The Alchemist, you definitely need to read The Alchemist because it helps really like if you can understand it, it really helps you kind of pay attention to the omens and the good signs and kind of lean further into those opposed to kind of looking, I'm saying kind of a lot. It helps you lean further into those opposed to just looking at them as either nothing or a small sign. So yeah, read the alchemist and if there's any people out there that want some comedy done, like hit a bitch up. Um, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, 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 to put some stuff together. Like, it, uh, see, that's when you get off the stage and like the rush is sitting there. Like I'm, I'm just still bouncing. Like in my head, my character, my avatar is just bouncing in a ready stance. Like, come on, come on. Like, you know, when you in a lobby and you got your avatar standing there, you try to get them dressed and shit. And they just be sitting there with a little bounce, especially in street fighter or like a fighting game. And just being a little, like, that's me right now. I'm like, I'm like in ready mode. I'm ready to pounce. I'm ready to get back in there and, and, and do another round. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, it was just, it was so invigorating. It made me think back to my first performance and like the first laugh that I got. And I was like, nah, my comfort level this time on the stage was, it was just, it was what I needed to see. It was the shine that I needed to see to feel confident to really like kick my shit off because you know you be believing something about yourself you believe it and other people they may see it and they may believe it but 
you like, yeah. I mean, like, I think I do. I think I can. I I think I would be good at it, but mm, would I? It was one of those moments. Like, can I really do this? And I'm afterwards, I really looked in the mirror like, bitch, why did you doubt yourself? Why did you think you couldn't do it? Why Why you thought that? That's my, that's my, that's my favorite question to ask in those same exact words. Why you thought that? Because a lot of the time we will put a thought in our head and hold on to it. And it'd be some complete bullshit. And, and low key, we be knowing it's some complete bullshit. And we'll just be sitting there holding on to it because it's a comfort. It's comforting. Or even if it's not comforting, it holds you back from something that you may fear. So there's like a, a, a content contentment contentness whatever you're content in 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 holding on to that that bullshit ass thought and i had to really look in the mirror like why you thought that not for nothing you make people crack up every friday saturday and sunday at the bowling alley why you thought you wasn't gonna make these niggas over here laugh why you thought you wasn't gonna be good at this you know what i'm saying like you know who you are why did you think that you weren't who you are and I think that's really what we got to like hold on to when we talk about the things that we want to do and where we see ourselves and our capabilities. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you start doubting yourself, ask yourself, why you thought that? Because now you got to go out there and prove yourself wrong. Be on your team. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, most of the time I do move with this sense of I'm capable of doing anything. And, you know, like, like the just... not everything but things come easy to me and if things don't come easy to me it doesn't take too much long for me to you know understand why either it's not coming easy to me or how to make it come easy to me but at the end of the day you gotta really know that you are the shit and that you are capable if you put your mind to it so why you thought any other why you thought otherwise you know what i'm saying why would you think otherwise that you aren't why would you doubt yourself and if you're doubting yourself, what do you expect other people to do? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very strong, firm believer of like I, I, I did it before when I was younger. You know, you try to talk yourself down so that people say nice things about you. I don't do that shit no more. I don't do it, and I don't fall into other people doing it around me. I don't do that shit. Mm-mm. And you start doing that self-deprecating shit, I'll be right there agreeing with you. Like, what? You want to hang out with my ugly ass? I'll be like, I mean, you a little funny looking, but yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't fish for compliments with me because I already compliment you. Like, I'm very complimentative. Is that right? Complimentative. Whatever. I compliment people a lot. Like, it's just what I do because it doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't take away from my good energy. It actually adds to it when I see other people feel seen and appreciate it for something that maybe they didn't even think was going to be noticed. So I I compliment a lot. So if you start that self-deprecating shit around me, then I'll be like, I mean, that is one thing to have a doubt or to feel unsure. But once you start trying to like really get people to, to, to pump you up, Oh no, you're so pretty. You do this and you got that. And I don't do that shit no more. You, I'm the wrong person for that because I already give compliments. So why are you fishing for it? You know what I'm saying? Like I already, I have no problem walking up and telling you 
you know, hey, I like that or hey, that was dope or I, you know, I seen that you had mentioned this and I thought the way you worded this was great or you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm I have no problem giving people roses. None. Especially when they don't cost me actual money. Hell yeah, take this free fucking compliment. I got a hundred more where that came from. So yeah, but if you do that self-deprecating shit, mm -mm. I ain't, I ain't picking your ass up because why you thought that, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're doing that just for the sake of someone to lift you back up, then you, you need someone else to lift you up. Cause I don't pick people up like that. You know what I mean? Everybody sometimes needs reassurance and everything. And that's, I get that, but reassurance and having somebody like gas you, gas you, gas you, because that's what you 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 want to feel like nah I'm not gassing you like that I gas you just because I feel like it but if you looking to be gassed bitch you can keep that tank on e you know what I'm saying I'm already I already and it's a sad thing there's been times when I walk up and I'm about to open my mouth to compliment somebody and they start doing that self-deprecating shit I close my mouth up real quick like damn that's crazy that's crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I can't even do it. I'm not even that good at a, as a writer. I'm not even that good at it. I'm like, oh shit. Damn, son, you ain't got no other talents that you could work on. You got no other hobbies you could focus on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about the, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Why you thought that? Why you thought I was going to do that? Nah. Mm -mm. It's not worth it. It's not. You got to really like fuck with yourself. And when you do that, other people will fuck with you. But if you don't really fuck with yourself, but you're trying to get other people to fuck with you, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I get the self-deprecating jokes. I get it. But when, I, when I'm saying self-deprecating jokes, it's literally just me making fun of that specific thing. I don't need you to tell me my boobs look great when I say that they, they fall down by my belly button. I don't need you to tell me my boobs look great. I got this Savage Fenty bra on. I know. I know what they look like. I'm just making a joke because it's true and it's funny. I'm not fishing for a compliment. I know my titties look great in a Savage Fenty bra. But I also know that if I put that that, that sports bra on, I'm going to get that one uniboob. I know that too. So it's like, I'm not fishing for a compliment. I know what it is, what is what. I'm just looking for the joke. I'm just trying to get the funny. Laugh with me at this. Laugh with me at me. But you get some people who... They they start doing that self-deprecating shit because they want you to tell them how wonderful they are or how, you know, whatever, whatever. No. Mm -mm. No. If, if it's a joke and you want me to laugh with you at you, sure. But if you fishing for a compliment, you in the wrong sea, buddy. But anyways, uh, where are we at? Oh, we only had 30 minutes? Damn. All right. So let's move on to something that has been irritating me just a little snet bit i've been blowing up on instagram and not in a way in which i would like to i enjoy jumping into comments on like you know the jasmine brand or the shade room or things like that if i see a, a, a post or something if i can add to it i you know usually will leave a little comment well i left a comment on on something that was involving like the zeus uh, the Zeus network and the baddies or whatever. And someone felt the need to like come at me and I was fine. I was fine with like, you can come at me. Um, or if I say something that you don't agree with that, that's fine. But if 
I'm not talking directly to you and you at me and you like put the little eye rolling emoji or, you know, call me like stupid for my idea or my thought or something, then it's a problem because it's the internet and I'm not talking to you. And if we were in actual public, you wouldn't come up to me and just tell me that you think that what I think is stupid. You wouldn't do that. So don't do it here. Don't do it on the internet because what happens is instead of me getting really mad, I get really petty and I'm not really a good person to get to, to, to have the pettiness going with. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to do that with me because I don't care. You get what I'm saying? Like, 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 all right. So the girl says something to me and I say something back and now she's like, oh, you on the short bus and all this other stuff. And it's just like, first of all, why are you taking the Internet so serious? That's number one. Why are you taking the Internet so serious? Number two, if you feel like I'm on the short bus, so be it. You still wrong, bitch. Like, wrong. if I say that you wrong, you wrong. You telling me about your degrees does not have anything to do with me telling you that you are wrong about something that happened on baddies. Your degrees, once you step over the Zeus line, your degrees don't mean nothing because you still sitting here watching trash TV just like me. Your brain ain't working no differently than mine is right now, honey. So calm down. And I noticed that when people don't have nothing else to say, when they when they know that they comebacks is is done, they go for, oh, I'm super educated. And oh, I have more money than you. This is the problem, right? I get petty. And this is why I was like, I start, I caught myself because I was going super petty. And I was like, once I caught myself, I was like, you know what, just block her. Because at this point, you, you don't need to be this type of petty. Well, sis says something and she's tweeting from, or she was posting from her uh, business page, supposedly. Like, I guess it was like a business that was supposed to be on the way, right? So I do a Google search of the business page and then I do a Google search of the name that she has listed. And guess what? When you list your LLC, it asks you for an address. And when you put the address in, it then becomes public. So yeah. This bitch telling me about her degrees and her money and shit. And she live in the motherfucking apartments over in Cali that look like fucking uh, where Issa and Lawrence lived. You know what I'm saying? Once I looked at the apartments, I was like, yo, you can really be anyone you want to on the internet. So let me remember to step back and just be over here. You get what I'm saying? Like, let me, like I said, I felt myself going far and I was about to, oh, well, you know. And then I was like, you know what? She has more money than I do and she has more degrees than I do. Let me step over here and play my position from my office in this beautiful house that, you know, we reside in, you know. So, yeah, I don't think that was in, that was necessary at all. But I'm not going to go back and edit it out because it's too deep into the podcast and I don't plan on doing a deep dive edit. So that being said, yeah, um, let's find a lesson here. Sometimes you just really have to take a step back and 
remind yourself that it's the internet. And what I know for the internet is that I, I'm not going to say I lie, but I say that I lie. You get what I mean? Like, I don't have a reason to lie, but then at the same time, I don't have a reason not to. Um, I firmly believe that I don't owe everybody the truth. The people who I'm close to, the people who I care about, the people who, you know, my actions directly affect what they have going on. Sure. You guys get the truth. Other people, I don't really owe nobody the truth. So if I choose to give it to you, then be appreciative. But if I choose not to give it to you, then oh, well, so be it. You know what I'm saying? It just it's just a testament of either how close you are to me or a testament of how, you know, important that subject was. But to be completely honest, like where I'm at now in life, I don't owe nobody the truth. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't owe anybody anything. If I choose to give it to you, then I choose to give it to you. But I don't owe you. And that's what a lot of people think that you, oh, you, you didn't tell me the truth. Okay, nigga. And you said you was sleeping, but you wasn't sleeping. Okay. And so I didn't feel like answering the phone. The fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where, that's kind of where I am now. And it's part about, uh, partly, uh, part, I cannot get my shit together today. It's early. I'm only been up for like an hour. Okay. Part of that is about protecting my peace, right? I get real anxious and real worked up with certain things. And then I get real anxious and real worked up about how other people will feel about certain things. You know what I'm saying? If I get a text message, um, I might get like four or five text messages and feel like I just don't like, okay, you're not talking about anything that I can really you know, add to right now. I'm not in the space to add to that. I don't have the capacity for that. And then I'll put my phone down. And if you asked, and I used to, well, like I said, it depends on who you are because I used to be like, well, no, it depends on who you are. Cause sometimes I just, yeah, I just didn't answer the phone or I just wasn't filling up to it. You know what I mean? But if you like one of my close friends and I give you the truth, if you ask me like, Hey, why you didn't hit me back? Honestly, I opened the message. I read it. I said, I don't have it in me right now. And then I put the phone down and I totally forgot. That's really what happens most of the time. But sometimes it's something, hey, why you ain't answer the phone? Oh, I was on the moon. And then because I like, I'll really say some random shit like that. And because I smoke, people be like, oh, that means she was high. No, I was just, what's his name? Neil Armstrong, Louis Armstrong. I was Armstronging it up there on the moon some lying bullshit whatever but that's when I feel and I choose like honestly I'm not I I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a liar but it's easier for me to let people just label me in whatever light that they're gonna label me in so that I can live freely you know what I'm saying like SZA says on her album, like, how do you deal with rejection? I'm going through a lot of rejection right now. And it's just making me feel, you know, bad. And the guy was like, rejection? Well, if nobody wants you, then you're free. When I tell you that shit hit different, hit different, hit different. And like, that shit really hits different. If you already think the worst of me, then I don't need to like go out of my way to, to make you think otherwise. Hold on, Pacer wants to leave.
yeah, if you already think think what you think of me, I don't need to go out my way to make you think otherwise. I don't need to convince you. You let me know what you think of me. So if, you know, if you don't fuck with me, then I, hey, you don't fuck with me. That's fine. But, or if you think that I'm a piece of shit, that's cool. You, I don't have to worry about you coming over here trying to be in my face because I know you think I'm a piece of shit. I don't have no expectations, no positive expectations that um, I need to try to live up to, which might in turn make me feel anxious because anytime there's an expectation on me, I start feeling anxious. Well, now guess what? I don't have to feel anxious about being a, a decent person because you've already decided that I wasn't. So now I can go to everybody around you and say hi and smile or whatever, because they don't have the same, you know, ideas or thoughts about me that you do. I can, I can be cool with them. And then when I see you, I can go in about my business because I don't have to do, I don't have to go out of my way to make myself look or appear um, to be any certain, certain type of way other than what you believe I am. If you believe I ain't shit, it don't matter what I do. You're going to think I ain't shit. And I want you to continue to think that because now I don't have, I don't have to live up to that expectation of being a decent person to you. I can just be ain't shit. Or, I mean, I'm, when I, when people think like that about me, I don't interact with them. That's my gift to you, but there you go. So when you be like, oh, well, she don't even talk to me. Yeah, I know. I heard what you said. Like, there's this lady at the bowling alley and my name had been called because I had shot some score and she didn't know that she was standing near my sister. Like sometimes, sometimes in different bowling alleys, people who don't know us, most people know us, but people, some people who are like either new to the bowling alley scene over here, you know, coming from New York or, you know, just new in certain alleys or whatever. Um, if they don't know that me, that's my sister, then, you know, we look alike, but I guess that's if we're standing together, but she didn't know that was my sister. And so she, they called my name and she has some, you know, some, a little something to say. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, my sister told me, so I ain't never really like rock with the lady since. And she would, I don't think she knew my name and my face. So I don't think she realized I was the person that she said what she said about. And so she would try to speak to me and I just look at her mm -hmm, and keep it moving because like, in my mind, you already made it clear what you think about me. So I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to act like we good when we not. I mean, I got to stop saying that um, because that would imply that I give a fuck for real if we are or not good. I'm not going to I'm not going to give you a friendly. I'm going to give you cordial and energy like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Hi and bye because I'm a decent person in that nature. But in regard to everything else, if I know how you feel about me, I'm not going. Mm -mm. I ain't got nothing to say. It's another, it's it, like, it'd be people like, it'd be people that be like making it seem like, I don't know, you know, we're not going to go there. Cause that's a whole, that's a whole episode in itself. And I ain't even trying to do all of that. Um, so yeah, I will just say like, yeah, how we get here. Okay. You don't owe nobody the truth and let, like, I'm not going to say that you owe people who you feel like you owe the truth, but not everybody deserves the truth that doesn't mean go out and lie just outright lie just because that just means that you know 
sometimes people will put you in positions where it's like they want you to explain yourself. The fuck? No. Because I did, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Or they they put you in positions where they want you to give more information than what you want to give. No. This is what it is. And if you don't like it, then whatever. Oh, I don't believe you. You're lying. Okay. I'm lying then. The only thing about that is people will actually take that story back. Like, oh, you know, because niggas love to be the victim. That's another thing I've learned about, about dealing with people. People love to be the victim. They love to take a story and from that happened between you and them. And they like to take that story and tell it to other people to paint themselves out to be the victim so that other people will look at you like, wow, well, that's not what I heard. I give a fuck what you heard. I don't care what you heard. I don't care what you heard. I know what the truth is. And if you want to know the truth, you can ask me straight up and, and, and I'll give you that. But just for me trying to like, oh, she, they said this, they said that. Okay. And like, what I'm supposed to do with that? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just over people that, that, that was a like random ass rant. Anyways, let's jump back into what I was saying about the Instagram thing. So yeah, so I, I, I looked at it, but then I also posted something about on um about the Florida abortion things, and I'm like, why y'all feel so entitled to women's bodies? Like, and that went off, and it just, I don't know what's going on with it. When I op- opened it up this morning, I still had mad comments under it, but I think a lot of the comments were from people who I already blocked, so it was just like, all right. But here's my thing. Um. Why y'all so worried about women's bodies? Most of the people who are in a, in a position to make these decisions and, and do these things is men. So it's like, why, why y'all pressed about what a woman does with her body? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why are y'all so pressed? And how does that sound? We're going to ban abortion after six weeks. Most of the time, you don't even know that you're pregnant until the sixth week. Unless you want it on it. Like when I was pregnant with AJ, I caught it at the fifth week. But that was only because I, I was watching. Like I knew I was like, oh, you know what? The way that biology goes, this nigga skeet skeeted this around this day. I'm expecting a period on this day, but he did skeet skeet during a uh, heat week. So it's very likely that that egg got fertilized and it's going through implant uh, implantation. And sure enough, that's what I was going through. And by the third day of me missing my period, I said, all right, time to take a test. And I I knew I knew I was pregnant though, but guess what? I went to the doctor week five. Most people don't know that early because they're not paying attention that closely. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was watching and waiting and I've been tracking my period like this for a long time because I, you know, barebacking it with my man, you know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that you know what's going on. It's my quote unquote birth control. But in that moment, I got there five weeks. Most women don't know until about seven, sometimes eight weeks. So you putting it at six weeks, like you not even giving a woman a chance to like, and furthermore, how you, how do you sound? Like, just how do you sound? How do you sound telling a woman what she can and can't do with her body? Her body. You better not paint that pinky toe. That pinky toenail better stay gray. It better not be painted white. Like, how does that sound? It sounds stupid, right? Right? Why? Because when she walked, what happens with that gray pinky toenail? How does that affect you? 
It doesn't. So why are you worried about her little gray pinky toenail? It's just like shit like that doesn't make any sense. So that blew up. And you get, and then what made me even more upset is there's a whole bunch of fucking alt-right black men fucking in the comments like abortion is murder, abortion is murder. If you don't shut your monkey ass the fuck up, shut up, shut up. Because what, what makes me really mad about black men, uh, these, 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 these Trump black men, you know, the trumped up black men, the conservative black men, I should say, is y'all motherfuckers swear up and down. Y'all motherfuckers swear up and down. Oh, abortion is murder. And, and, and y'all doing the most of it. And then when you say something about it, like, oh, well, you need to have sex responsibly. Abortion is not always because of irresponsible sex, bro. Terminations of pregnancies is not always because irresponsible sex, my nigga. You don't know what the fuck took place to have for that person to become pregnant. You don't know if they was raped. You don't know if they was uh, molested from the family member. You don't know what's going on. And even if they did have sex and they were trying to get pregnant, you don't know if that child is going to cause them problems that can like fuck up their whole life. Sometimes there's people. Have you ever heard of an eptopic pregnancy? Hmm? Where the fucking egg gets stuck and starts growing in the fucking tubes? The fallopian tubes? Hmm? Hmm? Have you seen somebody keel over from pain from that? I have. I have. Was at the hospital with him and everything. You know what they said? You could have died. You hear what I'm saying? You could have died. And y'all over here talking about women shouldn't be having abortions and it's, it should only be like this. And, and, and these are stipulations of if women. How's your endometriosis? Hmm? Hmm? How's your ovarian cyst treating you? Hmm? Gave yourself a breast exam lately? No? The fuck? You got so much to say about women's bodies women's bodies what's going on with your penis how about you go penis policing instead of pussy policing how about that how about that like and and we really got to stop fucking believing that our beliefs are supposed to be uh received and accepted by the rest of the world I don't give a fuck about what you believe, bro. That's not my business. It's not my business. And that's not to say, oh, I'm out here thinking every woman should have abortions. No, but who am I to take away the option? Who am I to tell them that they're wrong for having one? I don't know their fucking life. I don't know their situation. So who am I to tell them that they shouldn't even have the option to say, I do want this child or I don't want this child. I do want that. I can't take care of this. I can't provide for this. You don't fucking know what people go through when they make these damn decisions. And so for you to sit there as a man and dictate how a woman should use and, 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 and handle her body, get the fuck out of here. Suck my dick. The purple one, the Groupon one, the $7.99 one I keep telling y'all about. Suck it. How about that? Worry about your own self. Worry about your own erectile dysfunction. Worry about why your, 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 your white woman wife is trying to like fuck on a nigga. Like worry about those things. Cause that's really what's happening. That's really what's happening. 
And and in my mind, I do believe that. I do believe that almost probably like 90% of white women that's married to white men fantasize about being with a black man. I definitely do believe that. So Mr. White Man, making all the rules, trying to tell us that we can't have abortions after six months and tell us what we supposed to do and not supposed to do with our bodies. I hope your wife is choking down on Tyrone's BBC right now, okay? I hope she's got that thing in the back, just just pushing her tonsils up to her nostrils, just just back there doing the whole thing. And I hope I hope the little prostitute that you pay for, because, you know, all of them, all of them uh, political white niggas pay for they they pay for can't even say it. They pay for the pussy. I hope that them prostitutes that you was paying for. I hope that they give you crabs. Maybe a little bit more, but I'm going to start with crabs because at the end of the day, I am still a woman of God. Mm. Stop trying to make decisions for people. That's not you. If it's not your child, stop trying to make decisions for people. That's not you. It's so easy. It's so easy. I got a friend. Every time he tells me about his dating life, I get so annoyed. Not, not because... I don't want to hear about it, but because I want to tell him what to do about his dating life. Right. But guess what? That's his dating life. So it doesn't matter how annoyed I get. It doesn't matter how just, oh, whatever, bro. You, you, you're not even trying to be like out there. You're not even trying. It don't matter about none of that shit. Cause at the end of the day it's his fucking life. It's his body. It's his heart. I can't tell him what to do with that shit because it's not mine. Like, worry about the people that you responsible for, directly responsible for, i.e. your children. That's it, really. That's it, really. Because if your wife decides she want to do something with her body, she can be considerate and talk to you about it. And talk to you about how she feels about it and get a, get an idea of how you feel about it. But at the end of the day, it's her body. Just like at the end of the day, it's your body, niggas. If you want to go and snip, snip at the balls and cut off and get that vasectomy, by all means, she can't tell you not to. She can tell you how she feels about it and you can take that into consideration. But at the end of the day, that's your decision. And people be thinking that, oh, you're supposed to tell you, no, I don't give a fuck about that. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. There was a post that said something like, uh, it, it's really sad that like your girl can just wake up and cut all her hair off and there's really nothing that you can do about it. There's plenty that you can do about it. You can leave. You can leave. Because if she cut all her hair off, she probably did it for a reason. And even if she didn't do it for a reason, if she just wanted to do it, Still her decision, her body. And if you don't like it, you can say, hey, babe, I kind of felt like maybe we could have talked about this or maybe you could have just gave me a heads up. Or you can say, hey, babe, you walking around looking like a dusty tennis ball and it's just not sexy for me no more. So I think I'm going to go ahead and call it quits. You don't have to be there because the same way that she made that decision to cut her hair off, you can make that decision for you to say, you know what? I don't want my body in this relationship or in this situation no more. And guess what? The same way that she went and cut her hair off and you had to respect it is the same way that she would have to respect you saying that I don't want to be in this relationship no more because you cut your hair off. It's two sides to everything. But 
it starts with you understanding that that's their body and this your body. Two separate bodies. Now you guys can come together and agree like, hey, on important things like, you know, cutting our hair or changing up our appearance or things like that. We we can agree to talk about it and come to a decision together and agree like that. But if y'all ain't having that type of conversation as a disclaimer, guess what? That's your body and that's your body. Point blank period. How the fuck you going to tell somebody what to do with their body? Like this shit is just, that shit is wild weird. It's just wild weird. And I need y'all to do better. I really do. And, and, and stop again to reiterate, stop thinking that everybody's supposed to believe the shit that you believe. Why, like, why you thought that? Why you thought that? Do you understand something? I have two children, right? And I'm open-minded, but my son is way more open-minded than I am. And there's things that I do. And he says to me like, well, why would you do that? Or why, why do you do that? Not even in that type of infliction, but like, why do you do that? And I tell him from my experience why I do something. And I could see he like, all right, here's an example. Um, when I see people begging, some days it might be on my heart to just give if I have it, if I have it extra on me and I just want to give by all means. Some days, if I only have a little bit on me, you know, and I want to give, I'm going to give to somebody who looks more like me. Or if you got children with you or, you know, like an animal dinner and you white, then I'll give to you then. But just because you like sitting outside begging and you white, I'm not, I just can't because you already have too much of an advantage just because you white. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if we go in a store together, they going to look at me crazy before they look at you crazy. So you just fumbling your whiteness and I can't condone that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I understand everybody goes through different things. And I'm not judging based off of like what you went through. I'm not, you know, trying to say like your story is more or less than I'm just saying whatever it is. More than likely you being white still gives you an advantage over me. And so if I have two dollars in my pocket and you asking me for a dollar, I. I don't know. I don't know. It really got to be depending on how I feel in the moment. Because why is you fumbling the whiteness? You use fucking up your privilege. Like, really. And when I explained to him that that's how I think, he thought I was racist. Thought I was racist. And so I broke it down to him and I explained real further, real deep as to why I feel like that and how I view it. And after I said, you know, after I broke it down to him, I said, just because I think this way, that doesn't mean that you have to think this way. If it's on your heart to give and you have it to give, do that. You don't have to stop and say, well, you know, mom said, or because mom doesn't give to these people, I shouldn't know. If you want to give to these people, give. If you have it in your heart, if the spirit is telling you to give, give. You don't have to go off of what I say because you ain't been through what I've been through. So you're not going, you're not going to see the world in the way that I see the world. So right now, Keep your open mind. Do you. It's not always about you got to believe what I believe. You got to think like I think. My main and most important thing for my kids is to make sure that they are decent people, period. Regardless of race, regardless of, you know, 
gender and all of that. It's, it's, you just have to be a decent human, period. If I can get you there and make you and, and, and get you to a happy life, I'm good. I'm good. What you believe after that is your life. You get what I'm saying? As long as you are able to take care of yourself, you are happy and you aren't harming other people. Do you, boo? So if you want to go and give to that white lady over there, go ahead and give to the white lady that's begging across the street. Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Because I don't, you don't have to believe just what I believe. You have your own brain. I'm teaching you things so I know that the motherfucker function. So the fuck? You get what I'm saying? Like, stop thinking that the world is just supposed to believe what you believe because you could be wrong or it could only be right for you. So the fuck? Like, that shit, it, it really blows my goddamn on mind. It blows my mind because it's like, you don't even give people... We're not even going to get on the, the kid part. That, that's a whole different episode. But you don't even give people the space to have their own beliefs. Like you really believe that what you think is supposed to be what everybody else thinks. Why? Why you thought that? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Why would you think that what you believe is supposed to work for everybody else? It just, it blows my mind. Let people have, let people have their own bodies and let people have their own fucking brains and stop being afraid of people who think differently from you. That's that. Cause it's like, you're not always right. I know for a fact, I'm not always right. I sound like I'm right all the time. I do. Cause I speak with a certain level of confidence in the shit that I'd be talking about, but I'd be wrong sometimes. I know my daughter be telling me. My son, he don't really tell me, but my daughter, she'll let me know. Mm -mm, that's not right. Mm -mm, that's a double negative. You can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Stop, stop believing that everything that you think is what the world is supposed to think. Ultimately, like, let's not do that. Let's give people space to have their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own individualism, and then respect that. Respect that. It's hard at first. Trust me. It really is because you'd be like, oh my God, you people are so stupid. Like just do what I say so that everything can work out. I still have those moments to this day, but it'd be like, oh my gosh, you people are so stupid. Please get some, some, some sense into you so that we can collectively get this done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not here to like make everybody believe what I believe. Like when I renounced religion, it was like a, I went through this phase where I just kept wanting to like make other people feel the same way that I felt. And I'm like, honestly, am I any better than the Christians right now? Am I any better than the religion that I just renounced telling everybody about like, well, this is how it really started. And this is this and this is like, you know what? I don't know what that person going through. That person probably finds comfort in believing what they believe, which is why people actually take to religion because they find comfort. It's, it's comforting. You know what I'm saying? So who am I to tell them not to find their comfort how they find their comfort? You get what I'm saying? Jesus was not my comfort. I rock heavy with some God, though, boy. I love me some God, but I'm not religious. I am not religious. And there's a difference. And if you have a, a, an opinion on that, by all means, share it on your page. 
where 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 your opinions go. However, who am I to tell anybody that the what what they seek for comfort is wrong? That's not wrong. It's not. You're not wrong. Like if you that's why people say, oh, these devil, these devil worshipers. Some of it just be titled, but like there was some like devil worshiping after school club or some shit like that. And everybody was like, see, this is what we're doing in school. This is what we're doing in school. I don't know if it was real or not, but what I do know is that I actually read the flyer. <laughs> I actually read the flyer of what they were offering and what they were teaching. And to be completely honest, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It just had a stigma to it because they labeled it Satan Club or some shit, whatever they were, whatever they labeled it. But what they were talking about, and what the activities they had lined up and stuff like that, it wasn't even that bad. But we just so quick to jump the gun because we've been, you know, taught that what we believe is what's supposed to be right. And what other people believe that doesn't fall in line with what we believe. Well, that shit's wrong. That's not the case. I mean, with what they had offered in the after school program. I wouldn't have been like if it was by a different name, I would have been like cool with it. But just the taboo of the name, it wasn't it wasn't cutting it for me. You know, but this is how I teach my 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 kids religion, right? More so my daughter, because my son, you know, he has his own. I don't know how to how to describe that, but specifically with my daughter, because I have full control, full hands on control of what she uh, takes in or whatever. But I still give her that freedom. But what I tell her is. At this age, you are too young to subscribe to one religion because you haven't learned about all of them. I said, you have to look at it as a schoolhouse, right? So God is the school and all of the different classrooms inside the school is the religion. So you're just going to go into a school with a whole bunch of classrooms and just pick one and stay there. Or are you going to go to each classroom and see which classroom is more comfortable for you? Which classroom do you flourish in? And so that's how we do religion. So it's not, no, we're not Christian. And I have no desire to be a part of organized religion. I take what I can from the religions and keep it moving. If this is a value that I see that, that I find comfort in, all right, now I will adopt that and I'll keep it moving. Sometimes it might be something from Islam. I honestly, there's a certain level of peace that I see in, uh, some of the teachings of, of Islam. So if there's something that I take from there, I take it from there, keep it moving. I take bits and pieces from each classroom, but I'll probably just be wandering the halls for the, for the rest of my life. But if my kids want to settle into one of the classrooms of religion, after they have learned, you know, other things and, and visited other classrooms, if they come and be like, you know what, this Buddhism shit, this is for me. This is for me. I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to say, no, you can't be a Buddhist. No, you can't be, uh, you can't, you can't practice Islam. Uh, no, you can't do, you can't be a Christian. I'm not going to say no, none of that. As long as you have an idea of the other religions and you explored your options and you found something that makes you feel whole and complete and happy, so be it. Because not all religions do that. And I was talking to another kid and her, she said her mom is very religious and makes her go to church and everything. And I said, you know, well, how does that make you feel, you know, being religious? And she says, honestly, when I read the Bible, I feel like bad. 
Who wants to feel that? You're a kid and you're saying that when you read the Bible, you feel bad and you feel scared. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like we are forcing, no, I'm not going to say force. Well, yeah, we are forcing, a lot of us are forcing religion and these ideas on kids without them having any kind of voice in it. You know what I'm saying? Like any kind of voice. You telling me, this girl is telling me that when she reads the Bible, something that's supposed to comfort her, she feels afraid. She feels less than, and she feels like she has, she's not living up to God's standards. What girl, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And it's not to say that old religion is bad. It's just that I hate things that make people feel less about themselves. Like they're inadequate, like they're not enough, especially when we're putting it on kids as an adult. So be it. But Kids growing up and learning and believing like that when me, when I renounced religion, I felt so betrayed, bro. Like, so betrayed. I'm like, fam, everything that I find comfort and everything that I that makes me happy in this book is saying that I'm going to go to hell for it. But I'm a decent person. Like, I take care of the people around me. I give when I can. I, I do what I can for other people. I uplift. You know what I'm saying? I might come off like an asshole, but my heart means well and my actions show that my heart means well. So it's like all of that. But for these little things that make me uncomfortable, now I'm going to hell. Nah, I can't subscribe to that. I can't subscribe to that. Like the whole born sinner thing. How I'm born a sinner? How I'm do that? Hmm. Hmm. Because Adam and Eve, because Eve ate the thing. Mm-mm. Nope. You're not putting that on my life. You're not putting that on my story. Mm -mm. let me do wrong before you start telling me that I'm wrong let you know we're not even here for that I don't I don't want any Christians or anybody any religious people to feel offended I'm just venting at this point but allow people to believe other things allow people to believe what makes them comfortable in life what makes them uh happy what makes them feel whole and it's okay if they don't believe what you believe it's okay if they don't think like you think we're not supposed to be here to all think like everybody else. Even in, in college, like what I learned about religion is that it was created to organize and control. Like in the Roman times, it was like, wait a minute, y'all niggas is wilding and y'all not listening. So how about we introduce this religion thing? These little, this group of people over here, they got this Christian thing that they running with. Let's go ahead and put that in there. Tighten up the rules so that motherfuckers act right. And then we can go ahead and do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but. If it's a comforting thought to other people, let it be a comforting thought. I ain't, who am I to judge? Go ahead. Because don't get me wrong, like, the idea of religion doesn't do it for me. However, the idea of fellowshipping does it for me. But I don't know, because I don't want fellowship with a bunch of white people. Like, I, I don't mind going to a, a good black church, but I ain't going to no white church. I'm just not going. You're not about to have me in their board for, I don't know how long their service is, but you're not about to have me in their board and not enjoying the songs. And you know what I mean? Like for me, when I, if I go to church, it's less about, uh, I could take a message, but if it's the whole message is Jesus, 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 Jesus. And it's like, ah, mm, all right. Jesus died. Jesus did this, this, this. But if the message is about something else, like if the message is about, you know, maybe like, 
overcoming an obstacle or something of that sort. I can take the meat and potatoes and just scrape the Jesus to the side a little bit, you know, no disrespect in the way that I talk, but you know, um, but honestly, like I have a preacher on my team, shout out to preacher, man. I pray with him. Like we laugh and we joke or whatever, but all jokes aside, like I have absolutely no problem with him being a preacher and I have no problem with the people who, you know, attend his church and sit in his, his audience every week. I don't, I have no problem with that because they found something that makes them feel whole. And the fact that he doesn't force that on me makes me comfortable being around them, him and them, like, you know, it's church people or whatever, but it makes me comfortable being around church people. But when you start to force things on people, then it's like, see, now I got to go because I'm not enjoying fellowshipping with you anymore. You get what I'm saying? Anyways, it is what it is. You might not get it. You might get it. But we are at a minute and 12 seconds and that coffee is running through me. Yeah, baby. So I got to go pee. I always got to go pee because it's just after 30, your bladder just starts to weaken and weaken and weaken. Anyways, anyways. Uh, do I have any well wishes for you guys? I always have well wishes for you guys. If you've made it this far in the podcast, I hope that your week goes by smoothly. I hope that all good things come to you. I hope that all good things, uh, no, I hope that all things come with ease. Uh, I hope that the bad things stay far from you. Um, I hope that you guys can be accepting to the fact that not everybody is going to think or believe like you. I hope that you guys can be patient with people who don't believe and think like you do. Um, If you are doubting yourself, ask yourself why you thought that, why you thought that you wasn't capable, why you thought that you wasn't good enough. You are. Find your light and stand in it. And which it shouldn't be hard today because it's 70, 73 degrees today. So find your light, stand in and get that good old vitamin D. Um, yeah, so don't, yeah, that's about it. Don't pussy police, don't penis police. If you are not, yeah, just don't, don't do it, period. I was gonna say, if you're not a woman, don't, don't pussy police, but no, just don't police, period. Mind your business. Focus on your own box. Focus on your own shaft. Okay. Um, I guess that's it for me this week. And uh, maybe I'll check back in later on this week. We'll see how we'll see how things go. Okay. But other than that, you guys have a safe week. Don't let your kids bully you and be on the lookout for more. I'm having fun with this right now. So let's continue keeping this train going. All right. Stay safe.